law firm runners, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Nermeen, licensed lawyer turned law firm consultant. So last episode, we talked all about the sort of foundational rules when it comes to law firm productivity, right? And time management. Now in this episode, I'm gonna share with you tips and hacks. Hey law firm owners, this is Nermeen, law firm strategist and host of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. This podcast is for law firm owners who are tired of the same bad law firm advice that's outdated and doesn't apply to your small law firm. We'll discuss everything there is to know about your law firm, including your numbers, hiring, operations, especially how to think, act, and behave like a CEO, not just a lawyer who happens to own a business. I'm here to talk about strategy and not your feelings. So here we go. Here's the really important thing. Tips and hacks are basically like Band-Aid and duct tape. So if you didn't go and listen to the first part of the episode, go back and listen to that previous episode and then come back to this. Now, people like to focus on hacks and tips because it feels really tangible. It feels easy to achieve and a lot of like listicles get created around things like this. So top 10 productivity hacks, top 10 time management hacks, top three tools to increase your productivity by 30%. These are like really clickbaity things and they work for some people, but they don't work for everyone. So I wanted to create this podcast episode as a sort of resource for you. Take notes, come back to it, try to implement some of these things. It's going to be different for every person. So it's not like there's a blanket sort of list of you know tips and hacks that's gonna work for every single law firm owner. They are super individualistic. So I will tell you that there are some productivity tips out there that just don't work for me, like the two minute rule. I just, I, I can't get my mind around the two minute rule, so it just doesn't work for me, but I love the Pomodoro technique. So um, we're gonna talk about all of those tips and hacks. Again, they are basically Band-Aid and duct tape. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, definitely go and listen to the pre previous episode. So hack number one, time block your day. This is something that I do on a daily and weekly basis, and it gives my day a lot of structure. So I do it using the Apple Calendar app, the native app on my MacBook and I will typically write the thing that I need to do for my client in that day. So let's say, for example, I have three meetings which are already living there because of Calendly, and then I have time blocks in between those meetings. Let's say I've got you know, an hour between one meeting and then 30 minutes between another meeting, and then after the third meeting, I've got you know two hours left that I can work that day. So how I typically approach it is I look at my list of things that I need to get done for my clients that week and I have already prioritized what needs to get done first and I add those things to my calendar and I also try to determine the amount of time it's going to take for me to get those things done. So what that looks like is you'll see like little slivers in my calendar of okay during this time to this time I'm going to be working on uh, so-and-so's marketing strategy. Then during this time and this time, I'm gonna look at this client's uh, financial uh, strategy for 2022. 
And then with the final three hour time block, I'm going to do uh, podcast notes and recording. So that's one example of what my day looks like time blocked. I highly recommend that you spend at least some time thinking about what your day is going to be. What I don't find to be particularly productive for a lot of lawyers is when they just have a time block that says client work. That literally means fucking nothing. Or if it says focus time, again, literally means nothing. What are you doing during that time specifically? Tell me what you're going to be doing. It's a much better way to say so-and-so's will or such and such immigration application or review, uh, review uh, deposition summary. Whatever that thing is, whatever that task is, put that task into your calendar. Now, here's why I like doing things in Apple. It's fairly easy to drag and drop across different days. So let's say, for example, um, I am you know, feeling exhausted after my third meeting. I don't have a whole lot of energy and I don't want to spend three hours doing like podcast notes but I know I still need to get it done and I just didn't get it done that day or I've got a splitting migraine or I, you know, would rather go for a walk or, you know, my parents called and they need me for something. Something's happened and I'm not getting that task done. I then just take that task that I've already got on my calendar and I drag it and I drop it to another open space in my calendar. And I like being able to drag and drop because sometimes, I'm even idealistic about the things that I can get done in a day and things happen and I'm not able to get that thing done, which is okay because we're all human, but also I need to be able to shift it then without having to do extra work. So think about the friction that would happen if I had to delete that event and then retype it in a new day. Being able to drag and drop is just super easy and I really like that about using the Apple calendar. I'm sure there are other calendars that do it similarly. Maybe you have a task list that you use that allows you to drag and drop things. Whatever you use, just know it's important to be able to have that sort of functionality and that ease of use when it comes to managing your day. All right, so hack number two is to batch your days. So I know you've heard a lot about batching. Batching is actually done very differently across the board. I will tell you what I recommend to a lot of my clients. So if you are someone who does a lot of consults and your day can literally be the weirdest day because you've got you know two consults here at the beginning of the week then you got three more at the end of the week and then you got two in the afternoon you know on a wednesday in the middle of the week or whatever that is and you don't really have these massive blocks of time then you're just kind of trying to do client work around these consults and let's say that you were to batch your consults on just one or two days. You just do consults on Mondays or Fridays, or you do them uh, in the afternoons after 2 p.m. so that you have your mornings, which might be your most productive time to be able to get client work done, get those applications done, talk to your team, get them all up to speed on everything. That's another hack as well. Batch your days based on the activity. You can batch it based on reviewing applications. You can batch it based on uh, client work. You can batch it based on uh, team meetings. You can batch it based on like reviewing finances. You can 100% batch your days 
based on the activity that's required of you. Now, I know some of you are litigation attorneys. I know some of you have to go to court. I know sometimes you don't have that freedom and that flexibility, and I 100% understand that, but you will typically know that, you know, on Fridays you don't go to court as much, so maybe you can schedule like financial things to get done on Friday. But don't schedule like super important consults if you know you're gonna be in court on Mondays and 90% of the time you're in court on Mondays. There's a way to look at all of this data analytically. So you can literally go back through the last three months. There are 12 Mondays in the last three months and then look at from, the, from that, look at how many times you were in court. Was it 60% of the time? Was it 90% of the time? You will know. You will know what your schedule typically looks like because everything has a pattern. Mathematically speaking, that is just how the universe operates. And so you can find that data and look for the pattern, okay? And that will help you create structure and allow you to batch your days. Hack number three is to turn off your notifications and to turn off those badge symbols. I haven't had a badge symbol on my phone in probably five years so i don't get any text message badges i don't have any badges for email i actually don't even have the email app on my phone which i know sounds crazy but when i tell you like i intend on being productive and not distracted this is what i mean by that so i want you to know that those notifications are really not helping you you're really pretty much like Pavlov at this point and Pavlov's dog, you see a notification, you start to salivate or you start to stress. You have an immediate reaction and you don't even know that you have that reaction, right? Because it's very subliminal. So what I want you to do is I want you to turn off the badges, turn off the notifications, they're not serving you. For those of you who are parents, obviously keep your cell phone ringer on. If someone calls, you can answer the phone. If something happens with the kids, you can be there for that. But you don't need like emails from like the CLE coming up or from the bar organizations or from all these other junk emails that you're getting. And maybe you consider my weekly email junk as well, but you don't need to be getting those notifications because it's not gonna allow you to stay on task. What typically happens is you get a notification and you go immediately to look at that thing. You see a new email come into your inbox. You see that little counter go up and you just, you go there immediately. You're not even thinking it is so like, second nature to you at this point, right? It's sort of like when people are driving and they have no idea how they got there, they just know that they are now at work or they're at the grocery store. It's very much the same thing. So turn off notifications, turn off the badge. And for those of you who have an Apple Watch, listen up, okay? If you have an Apple Watch, turn off your fucking notifications on your Apple Watch. I know so many attorneys who in the middle of meetings, this is so annoying. They'll just glance at it and then they'll come back. And it's like, great, you just got distracted there for you might feel like was a second, maybe a second and a half. But in reality, you're not even processing the words I'm saying anymore. You're only, you're just thinking about that text that came through or that notification that popped up or whatever that is. Listen, if for health reasons you want to keep that thing, that's fine. Keep it. 
but turn off the fucking notifications. You, you literally do not need to check your text messages on your Apple Watch. Because what, and I also know this because my mom does this, she sees the notification and she thinks to herself, okay, I'll respond. She thinks that she has responded and three text messages later and a phone call from me is what it takes for me to get the answer to what I initially had messaged her about. So don't be that person, okay? It's totally not cool and the notifications are not helping you, they're just distracting you, all right? Don't be Pavlov's dog. Okay, let's go on to the next hack. All right, so the next hack here is to have an intake system that allows you to assess whether or not the client is a good client for your practice. Now this, ideally, this intake process system that you have is digitized. So either you've got it in Clio or you've got it in Airtable. I use Airtable for a lot of my clients. It's a nice place to have all of the data in one place and then we can play around with the data and see, okay, in the month of April, you had 40 consultations, and of the 40 consultations, you have 20 became clients, and of the 20 who became clients, you know, they paid you this dollar amount, $30,000, and the average price per client paid, or per, you know, client that you brought on was $2,000, and from that $2,000, you were able to uh, pay for your team and you know this is how the money was spent. So it's really good for data purposes, which is why I like Airtable versus using, you know, Docketwise or Clio or whatever other practice management platform you have. A lot of those are really clunky and old and they can't really do some of the sexy analytical things that I like to do. So as long as you've got an intake system in place, that's great but you wanna have a place in that system that says, is this a client a good fit for this firm? Do they meet certain requirements? Can they afford us? Does this client seem kind? Did the client show up on time for the call? Because those things are gonna be really good indicators of whether or not they're actually going to be good clients for your firm or not. Again, the fact that they can pay you is not fucking enough, okay? You need to start being pickier, need to start being a little bit more like Serena Williams and not hitting every single ball. Okay. The next hack is for those of you who are too scared to look at your finances, or you say that you're going to do it and then you never do it, or there are things that you know you should be doing that you're not doing. Okay, let's say you set aside the third Wednesday of every month to be your finance review day, right? So on that day, you will set up a call with your bookkeeper to review your finances, all right? That is the hack there. It will force the accountability so that it not only lives on your calendar, but it's also an actual meeting with a bookkeeper. Most bookkeepers are willing to have a monthly conversation with you. You're just probably too scared to ask and you're probably just too fucking scared to look at the numbers. Then that conversation with the bookkeeper will become the gateway, the gateway, into you looking at other firm finances. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to look at, okay, so now we reviewed March, now let me see where I am on track for April, how much have we collected, are there any outstanding invoices that are past 30 days, are there any uh, invoices that I need to send out, you know, things like that that you can do in your firm that will really help you clean up the financial process. You can do the same thing for marketing. You can make it marketing Mondays or, you know, 
Wednesday hump day marketing day, right? Like you can make it whatever you want to make it. And that way on that day, when you have a specific title for that day, marketing, finances, team, you, you're already like prepping your mind for going into that meeting. Okay. That's another like little tip that you can do to help yourself stay focused and help yourself stay on track when it comes to the being the business owner part of your title. All right, this next hack is really about how you actually practice law. And it's all about planning ahead for your cases. So we all know that most divorces have certain steps in the process. Most immigration cases have certain steps in the process. Most real estate transactions have certain steps in the process. What you want to do is you want to have those steps standardized so that you can start thinking ahead of what's going to happen rather than coming at it from a reactionary standpoint. So by this, I mean, have a case list of like, here's what needs to happen next with each client. And if this happens, then that needs to happen. If we don't get responses by this date, then this needs to happen. I know a lot of you are scheduling like, due dates for things like interrogatories are due or you know we need responses from the client or whatever in your practice management system but i actually want you to take it a step further and i want you to start thinking about what the next step is what happens if you get interrogatories what happens if you don't get interrogatories like you need to start thinking ahead so that you're not coming at this as from behind and being reactionary look it's just like when you're in law school and they tell you okay here are the cases that you're going to read. Here's next week's cases. Here's the week after's cases. So what you would do to be strategic about it is you should read ahead for next week's cases and then take the notes so that when it comes time to it, all you have to do is just review your notes and you're not reading the notes all over again or reading the cases from scratch or whatever that might be. You want to start thinking ahead. Okay. And this is something that I only see a handful of lawyers doing because they're not even thinking far enough ahead. They're only doing the task, reviewing the contract that's there in front of them now, instead of thinking, okay, well, once this contract goes through, what's the next step? Just go through and ask yourself, what's the next step? And if you need help creating that list, allow your paralegal to help you create the list so that you can figure out, okay, after this comes this, and then after this comes this, and then it becomes this living document that you have that you can put in each case file, whether it's paper or it's digital, that's up to you, but it needs to live somewhere so that you can see, oh, look, here's the case list of things that need to get done. I do the same thing for my clients as well, where I say, okay, have we done the financial planning? Okay, great. Have we done the marketing strategy? Okay, great. Have we gone through and done a price analysis? Okay, great. Have we gone through and done a, you know, competitive market analysis? Okay, great. Like it's a checklist because I understand that every client needs that thing. So you want to make sure that you're doing the same. And it's really in terms of being more productive, this is like one of the best hacks I can give you because you don't have to think ahead, uh, excuse me, you, because you're thinking ahead. So that's what makes it a really, really great productivity tip. Okay. All right. This next one is something that 
I actually just started doing for myself and for a lot of my clients. There's a cheeky little name to it and you can choose to use that name or not, but it's basically like an every damn day list. Here's a list of things that you need to do every damn day. Here's a list of things that you need to do every damn week. Here's a list of things that you need to do every damn month. Here's a list of things that you need to do every damn quarter. When I saw these lists, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Cause then you don't have to create things from scratch ever again. And those lists can live in your calendar as accountability. So in your calendar, you can have do my everyday list, do my every week list, do my every month list. Right. And it's really beautiful because it comes together as this list of questions that you can ask yourself to make sure that you've done all these things. So every month, have you looked at your finances? Did you look at your marketing ROI? Did you look at uh, your team expenses? Did you look at how much you made, how much you lost? Like you can create this custom for yourself and really allow it to be the structure in your practice. And then you can go back and look at those sheets, right? You can go back to last month and say, oh, am I on track? Ooh, last month was a little low or it was a little high, whatever that is, it can be your list. Now there's a couple variations of this every damn month list, every damn week list. So for a couple of my clients, I've created a first of the month checklist. And that first of the month checklist essentially looks at everything for the month before. So let's say it's April 1st. It's looking at everything that happened in the month of March. So. It includes questions like, okay, how many consultations did you have? How many clients became yours? Then you can go through and find these answers either in your practice management software or wherever that data is located, but you now have structure and you are answering the questions that I think are crucial for you to know as a law firm owner. So you can make this list. It's super easy to do. You can do it in Word. You can do it in a Google doc. However you want to do it, you get to choose. Okay. All right, so I just wanted to give you guys that as like some examples of some hacks and some tips and strategies that you can use in your practice, right? Some of these are gonna work for some of you, some of these are not gonna work for some of you, right? You get to choose which of these things that you truly want to choose and how it's going to fit in with the other things that you're doing. Now, this is obviously not a super exhaustive list. There's other hacks that are out there. There's Pomodoro, there's the two minute rule, there's you know giving things grades, there's ranking things based on one, three, and nine, because seven is like a super arbitrary when you are ranking things on a scale of one to 10 all sorts of things, right? And then there's tools and apps that you can use. You can use, you know, the Marvin tax task manager, or you can use notion, which is what I use, or you can use loom to record videos for your clients so that they feel warm and fuzzy and you don't have to do, you know, uh, these really exhaustive consultations. Like there's all sorts of things that you can do to streamline right? And make things easier in your practice. So I really want you to think about the things that I've shared here and think about which one of these things that you'll be adopting into your practice. Again, we can totally set up a pick my brain session for something like this, where you're like, okay, Nermeen, these are the pr 
productivity hacks that I really like that you mentioned. I'm considering these two. How do I build it into my day? Nermeen, look at my schedule. What day do you think I should batch my client consultations based on this? We can do all of that stuff. That's what the Pick My Brain session is for. Link is below. And that's everything for the podcast episodes for this month, my friends. Please leave a review. Please like, please subscribe. It really helps the algorithm and I sincerely appreciate it. All right, that's everything for now. I will see you next month. Bye lawyers. Hey law firm owners, thanks so much for listening in to another episode of the Wildly Successful Law Firm Podcast. I so appreciate your support and being here. Please, please, please take two seconds to subscribe to the podcast or to leave a review. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter because I do send a lot of specials and offers and just cool things via email once every week. The link to sign up is below. Thank you so much again for supporting me. I am here to help you grow your wildly successful law firm. Thank you.